get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN from the Folds of Honor Golf Tournament at Whitmore Country Club. We head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and our friend, the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber, is standing by. Kerbs, before we get started, thank you very much for filling in on Friday. It's greatly appreciated, and you did a great job as always. Randy, thank you. I uh, hope you had a great birthday weekend and, and enjoyed some time off. And uh, I, I was able to win the fight for you, and I retired immediately. <laughs> Good job. Thank you very much for taking yeah. care of that for us. So here we are yeah, less wonder- than a month away from the start of uh, training camp curbs. What are, aside from Tarasenko, and we talk about him, and we will talk about him today, but what are the big things that you're going to be looking at once training camp starts for the Blues? Well, uh, the, the health of Colton Pareko, uh, I, I don't know where the health sits of, uh, of, of Oscar Sundquist. Um, if he's ready to go, great. If he's not, uh, who slides into those roles there? I'm going to be really looking to see, you know, what potential line combinations Craig Berube decides to start with, with having Butchnevich and, and Saad as an option. You know, and, and then again, like last season, do we start this training camp with Robert Thomas in the top six role and maybe Braden Shin on the wing? And, and if so, can he hold on to it this year, which did not happen last year? So, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of things that are very positive, uh, and, you know, and, and some real good options. We just have to see if those options actually play out and, and result in production. Curbs, who's the guy that you're most intrigued to see in training camp? Forget, well, I, 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 it, from a new standpoint, I'm really intrigued to see Butch Nevich and see what kind of uh, chemistry he ends up developing whether he ends up on the left wing with David Perron and, and Ryan O'Reilly or you know does he end up on a right wing situation that kind of stuff because I you know where they decide to play him I think it could really dictate a lot when he was asked you know the question about playing the left side while well, he's primarily played the right side with the New York Rangers he I thought he said something interesting and I hope we get some access to these guys to, to ask some questions about this because he said you know in, in Russia it really doesn't when, when he was playing over in Russia it really didn't matter what side they played because once the puck drops, you kind of move just about everywhere. And I think a lot of guys start to feel that way now in, in the National Hockey League. It's, it, it's, there is some structure to, to what goes on. But depending on where you are on the ice, when a puck is turned over, when it gets sent in, you may be the first forward in, which means the centerman drops to the wing, vice versa, things along those kind of lines. So I'm, I, to me, that's one of the things I'm real curious to see how, how quickly things develop. And Curbs, one of the guys that I like and I know you like a lot is Mikola. And he took a step and then he didn't play for a long time last year. But Mikola, to me, winds up being a key guy for the Blues because of the loss of a lot of big guys, Bo Meester, Petrangelo specifically, and needing some size on the left side. This is a great opportunity for Nico Mikola. 
really is important. You just mentioned having some size back there, and that size on the back end still proves to be a difference maker in the playoffs. Maybe not as critical on you know over the course of the regular season, but man, it makes a difference in the playoffs and, and when, when things really start to grind it out. And frankly, the success of this franchise right now and the continued opportunity to stay in a window to compete for a Stanley Cup is going to rely heavily on the continued growth and development of those guys. You just can't go out and fill every hole via free agency in a cap era. You can't definitely do it when the cap is flat from last year to this year, maybe another year or two after that. You're going to need guys whose production, whose skill level continue to rise, whose confidence continues to grow. And it takes a long time, as you know, for defensemen in the National Hockey League. You know, a, a, a guy that's been in the league six, seven years still has a room to grow, especially on the defensive side of things. And, and he clearly isn't even at that level yet. So having said that, he's going to have a big opportunity. And, and his continued development can really make you a much better team if he's able to step into a bigger role. you got to like, too, Randy, the fact that, that last year you would see him in some penalty kill situations. Uh, Craig Berube would put him in the final minute and a half of a hockey of a period or the game, that kind of stuff. There were opportunities where he showed that he was worthy of gaining some of the coaches trust. Curves, whether it's Vladimir Tarasenko or maybe a Zdeno Chara who has been linked to the blues. If you were a betting man, do you think that this is the blues team that we see when the puck drops on opening night? Or do you think Doug Armstrong has another move up his sleeve? Well, I, I still think there's got another move up his sleeve, and, and the reason is is because you still have the Robert Thomas contract that needs to get done, and depending on where that eventually settles in, and you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see that get uh, you know almost where the the pressure and, and the deadline of training camp is the the added pressure to get that deal done. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if that takes a little while longer. But having said that depending on where that falls in could dictate cap wise, where the blues have to go one way or another. Now, do they have a guy that's injured that may start on the, uh, you know, injured list and give them some cap relief from that standpoint that I don't know yet. So those are all some internal things that they may, you know, be having to look at, you know, but if, if the cap is the way it is, and if everybody is close to ready to go, by the time they get Robert Thomas signed, there may need to be another move or two just to make sure that, the cap space is uh, is there or they're under the cap. So I think the cap may dictate another move, but I said it all along, uh, you know, obviously easily change if the right deal comes about or if Doug understands his cap situation to the point where now it's more clear what he could retain in Vladimir Tarasenko's salary or not. But to me, this just felt all along like if the real market hasn't been there, it, for Vladimir Tarasenko, it'll have to be reset. So I... I I still think there's a great chance he starts the year. Hmm. And so, Curbs, if that's not the case, though, if the Blues can find a taker of the player and the contract, open up some cap space, back to Michelle's question, how do you think Chara would fit in here? Okay, I love the idea of seeing him here. Now, that's just because I'm a fan of not only the, the player but the person. And uh, I, I think that he's shown he can still be effective. Uh, he's shown that you know, you've got some experience there. You've got the size. You've got the leadership. You've, I mean, you've got the tenacity and the fight with him. So I, I like everything about the idea of bringing him in if, if it's possible and if it gets underfit there because you know, he doesn't need to be playing 16, 17 minutes a game. If it is 12 minutes a game, uh, that's there. You know, you know now, look, 
as we just talked about Mikola, you know, we talked about the health of, of Colton Pareko potentially, you know, where, where is he sitting? And I haven't checked in on him yet. But you, know, you look at that situation, and when you consider Doug Armstrong's track record of how he has liked to build his defensive group over the last 11, 12 years, I still think that that MO says there's room for one more veteran NHL defenseman to add depth to this group and a little more, uh, you know, predictability. That makes me think that that, you know, if, if there's some smoke there, there's probably some fire and a possibility. Curbs, how do you think the Blues stack up in the Central? Yeah. That's an awesome. Um, I don't know that Minnesota's gotten better in this offseason. They've got some question marks that they'll have to now reboot some chemistry with the having bought out Parisi and Suter. Um, I think the Chicago Blackhawks have gotten better, and if Jonathan Taze is able to return at some point in time this year, that's interesting. But they've they've made some good moves, uh, I think, defensively, and of course they've they got Marc-Andre Fleury, and the goalie can be a difference maker for them. Nashville, I think, is uh, kind of floating in the same boat, you know, so even though we didn't see them last year, I'm not sure that, that that's an improved team. Dallas is going to be good. Uh, you know, the goaltending situation is, is was solid with Dobin. They're, they're going to be pretty good again. So I, I like the way the Blues shake out. Now you got the Coyotes coming into the division this year. You know, they made some moves. Uh, I don't expect them to be very good, but they did have the Blues number. And then, of course, Colorado's there. I, I The way I look at this shaping up is I definitely see the Blues finishing in a top-three spot. You know, where you're not dealing with the wild card situation. I think they've got the talent. I think they've got the depth. I think they've got the goaltending. I think they've got the coaching uh, to make that happen. I like the moves that the Blues have made this offseason, you know, and, and a, a really good, healthy Tarasenko. If his attitude is okay to start, that's great. If the Blues end up moving him and get a player back, then you've got some room. There's opportunity there. So I'm, I'm really liking the way the Blues uh, look right now in this Central Division. And finally, Curbs, you mentioned that the Coyotes uh, made some moves. They might make the big move. Uh, for all of the instability that the Blues have had over the years in Bill Hunter wanting to move the team to uh, Ontario or for the end of the Laurie ownership, we didn't know where it would go with uh, Checkets. And then Checkets, we didn't know where it would go and uh, wound up with our great new ownership with, with Tom Stillman. How about the city of Glendale deciding on Thursday that they are not going to negotiate for an extension of the lease with the Coyotes anymore. So right now, at the end of the 21-22 season, the Coyotes don't have a home. And I know Gary Bettman has really worked hard to keep a franchise in the Valley of the Sun, but man, I don't know if they can do it now. Can can they do it? Randy, that listen, that franchise, since they moved down to Arizona, it really almost hasn't had a chance. And, and the reason I say that, when I was in Springfield, we were affiliated with the Coyotes from 96 to 2000, right? Very much tied into at least reading and staying up to what was going on. The original, Bellman and Birkin, you know, one was more of a land. Figured out it was America West at the time. I don't even know what the arena's called. And and where part of the you, you couldn't even see the rink on one end, right? If you if you had seats on one end, then they get out to Glendale, and it's just never worked. I mean, you're trying to have games, and with the traffic and everything going out there, somebody trying to get there for a seven o'clock game on the far side of uh, of the Phoenix area might have to leave by six. It's just it's 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 had its challenges. It's had its challenges on the ice. It's had its challenges financially with ownership. Those continue to happen. 
every time they seem to look like they want to turn a corner uh, and, and, and some players come in, something happens, and they end up dumping the players, which really, if you think about it, it's it's an interesting uh, parallel to some of those days of, of blues hockey, right, where as soon as a player was needed to be paid, to, you know, they, they'd get dumped. And it, it, it's one of those challenges where Gary Bettman has fought hard and hard and hard for that market. No, I mean, remember how quickly they were pretty much willing to let the Atlanta market go, right? Because they couldn't figure out how to get that ownership situation in there. Now, the Coyotes are hoping to still get something done temporarily with Glendale. But this has gone back and forth for so long. The city of Glendale has said, that's enough. They figured that they could replace all the tax revenue of the Coyotes by just getting 20 more concerts. And by not having to hold dates for the NHL, they might actually be able to fill that. And so there's still possibilities of that arena there. The ownership is committed to staying there. The league is committed to staying there. But they're going to have to finally get uh, an arena done in a part of town. And this is something the NHL has, has struggled with, Randy. In, they're in Arizona. They did it in Ottawa as well, right, where they have put, and, and maybe in, in Miami too, they, they put arenas away from the downtown metro areas Right. And, and in all of those places, they have had attendance struggle at different times because not just of the way the teams were playing, but also because of location. It's a it's a real interesting story to, to, to keep an eye on. And I'm glad you brought it up because it's not one that is going to go away anytime soon. And, and is just another interesting cloud over this franchise that has battled it for, for 20 plus years now. Yeah, it will be interesting to watch. Curbs, always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Have a great week. Okay, you guys have an awesome time out there. What, what a great event. So in, enjoy what's hopefully an awesome day. Thank you, sir, very much. That is okay. the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber, joining us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. With Target's Red Card Debit Card, you'll save 5% every Target trip, on top of everyday low prices, in-store and online. Debit Red Card links from your existing bank account. Visit Target.com redcard to get all the details. Restrictions apply.